This week on Notorious Scoundrels Podcast. Because they're, you don't usually shoot RTs with your snipers, not generally. Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels Podcast, where dashes of Norcomedias from Never Tell Me the Odds join Endless from Yavin Base to talk about Star Wars Legion competitive play and improving your game. Today, we're going to talk about the Yavin Base Team League, Pax Unplugged, uh, Chewbacca, whose new cards have been spoiled, uh, and, and we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, Fancy Flight Games organized play in general. So, uh, Endless Orchimedes, how are you guys doing? Doing great, man. How about yourself? I'm good, I'm good. Um, so we just want to kind of dive right into, well actually, I think we've got something to talk about first. Uh, Fifth Trooper's doing a giveaway this week, and I think for the rest of the month, um, you can find it on the fifthtrooper.com slash giveaway. And I think they're they're giving away some cool stuff, right? Yeah, some uh, uh, like a corset box and some snow troopers. Yeah, some scouts and there's something else. I think it was an FD cannon. Yeah, so like I think this week is the FD cannon. And then next week, uh, actually not next week, but coming very shortly, uh, the giveaway for snow troopers will be starting. And then there's scouts on the next week after that. And then they end the month with the corset. So a chance for you all to get some free stuff. Yeah. Man, I kind of want to like sign up with a pseudonym or something. Yeah, me too. I was I think I was just thinking I needed another box of snowtroopers. Make sure you put impact grenades on them. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that pretty soon, aren't we? I think so. Um so make sure you check out the giveaway. And make sure you check out the fifth trooper because they're great and they're pretty much putting this on pretty much full bore. Um, so let's talk about our team league games this week. We didn't do so hot. We were matched against uh, toxic tacos, uh, MDs, because I think at least one of them is a doctor. They couldn't come up with a team name. So they kind of just, um, you know, kludged it all together from their various professions, I suppose. Yeah, we had, um, we had three matches, right? And uh, we actually lost our round. We went to uh, one victory, two losses, which was rather unfortunate. But it's all part of the plan because this uh, will submarine our way back to second place because we, we can no longer be first place because the, um, the winner is undefeated. So we are defeated at least once. But we still have a chance to get that second and third place prize uh, yeah. later on. So. I mean, they like kind of outplayed us from the beginning in the strategy phase, considering they pretty much took three lists that they felt pretty confident, I think, could lead our uh, Han Solo Flamer shenanigans. Yeah, they like specifically counterpicked you, uh, Orchimedes. Yeah, so it turns out um, a janky skew list uh, doesn't really work if it's not a surprise. So maybe talking about it on a podcast before you use it not the best idea especially not in a in a league where you can tailor every round your list so we're all going to take veer's triple bikes next week right Uh, clearly that's the only solution yes no it's not (laughs) so Uh, sorry go ahead i I was just going to talk real quick about my game um so i did get matched up against veer's triple bikes which was designed to specifically counter me uh, <laughs> based, based on how the, um, they actually did a, so Kanotooth is the, is the team captain. They, a, they did a good job both designing lists and then also like in the selection phase because 
the first list they put out was not, you know, like an ideal matchup for a barbecue. Um, so, um, you know, uh, we didn't match me up against that one. And then based on how the selection worked, um, we had to put a list forward next. And uh, that basically guaranteed that they were going to get the matchup they wanted with the Veers triple bikes versus my RTs. So. So some people tuning in might not know what um sorry about the barbecue, which is the name of your list. They might not know what that is exactly. So you just want to like really quickly just say like what it is. Yeah, so it's um it's three flame RTs. Um Han. I ran it this time with Chewy. It was actually the first time I've used Chewy, but um he was good. It's a good part of the list. Um and then some some core units, so like three Z sixes, a naked squad, and some fleets. So no snipers, no skywalkers. Uh, it's a very unconventional rebel list. Um, it's been working pretty well for me, but you know, it's uh, <laughs> vulnerable to hard counters, which is what happened. So I, it was actually ended up being a pretty close match. Um, we played on long march, which is not good for bikes. It's also not good for RTs. Um, you know, just I think my biggest takeaway from that game was I need to cut long march from my deck if I'm running this list again. Um, what what you did can, you cut from your deck? Uh, Disarray. Okay. Which is also bad in a bikes matchup, but it's not terrible for RTs because you can just throw one RT over there and it's fine by itself. Um, I think actually in our Huzzah tourney, uh, I did not cut Disarray. I cut Long March instead. So I don't know why I didn't do that again. Um, but uh, yeah, it just you know it takes an extra turn if you do Long March for your RTs to get to something. So it's long march is also bad for bikes because they can't flank. Um, so that I, I think it ultimately was okay, but it's uh, you know you got to be careful about getting like tunnel vision about countering your opponent and actually think about your own stuff too. Um, I don't have the I've got probably like six or seven games in now with this sorry about the barbecue um, list, but I feel like I need to get more reps in with it to to really play it properly. I think it's got some potential, but yeah, against Veer's triple bikes, um, not the best matchup. So it was actually a really close game. It came down to points, and um, he killed Chewie on the last shot of the game to swing the points back in his direction. Otherwise, I would have I would have won on points if he didn't uh, if he didn't snipe Chewie with that last shot. How did he play know. the bikes though? Like, did he did he actually do it? I guess correctly, quote unquote, where you try to get all three in simultaneously and alpha strike some targets off the board. Yeah, he had he had um he had actually them slightly split. There were two on one side and one on the other. Ah. Um so he, he did get some shots off in my RTs and the bikes um did some fair damage to him. actually one of the RTs took four damage from a, a sniper team. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, that seems yeah. insanely lucky. Um yeah. sniper side of things. Yeah, it's like I actually looked it up afterwards. Um, it's like a f- like a thirty-five to forty percent chance, basically, because you need a crit. But if you've got one or two aim tokens, basically, he was babysitting his sniper teams with beers. Um, and on that side, I d- I didn't because of the map. There was a like a big line of sight blocker in the middle, so I didn't give him any targets for those sniper teams except for my RTs. But um, with double aims, he had you know quite a few chances to roll a crit. So um, good news is that they're essentially pierce. Yeah, it's you know their save is terrible anyway. So all he yeah, needed was yeah, those you weren't going to save it anyway. <laughs> yep. Um. So yeah, he got he got some good shots, ironically, um, with the with the snipers. On was the maximum firepower an issue for you? 
Yeah, so um, it was. He uh, he played um, maximum firepower on the turn that I did Reckless Diversion, so I thought it was going to be fine. Sure. Because um, I had Han right behind one of the, the RT that I wanted to protect. But um, there's actually like a Han-shaped box in the middle of this map. Oh, no. Yeah, so he basically scoped out Han. He uh, He did like a little Han cutout with the box so that he could only see. You know, Han was basically between the legs of the RT. But he moved Veer such that he could only see the box and the RT. Wow. That's so nice. actually, if, yeah, if I had pulled that off um, properly, uh, I would have gotten some more flaming in. But and like you say, you're still going to run it though. Like you're not, you're not just going to abandon it just because this one guy like counterpicked you. I mean, I I think that overall you can't really let somebody intentionally hunting you down in what is clearly a format where you can meta your lists against specific opponents dissuade you yeah. from yeah and i actually like i i won a game against veers um veers bubba in that Hazard attorney so i know that it works against empire um and i think i just need more practice with it because it 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 certainly wrecks rebels i mean unless you and i have played a couple times against what oh yeah, would consider an optimized Wonder Twins list. Yeah, uh, but that's like not that that list we played against doesn't have the calculus that your list is a thing, right? You know what I mean? It doesn't really like. Obviously, we've steered away as rebels from impact. You know, not for lack of you know, not for lack of options. I mean, we have some options, but they're all like kind of overpriced. So we we steer away because armor doesn't happen that much anymore. You know, so right. the laser RT and the, I mean, even the FD cannon, you know, you don't really commit to those in any serious way anymore because a lot of people don't run armor, at least in our circles and in online play, you know, armor disappeared for, you know, a hot, you know, couple weeks and now it's back slightly. Yeah, it's definitely a meta call. It is funny that you mentioned that because um, I'm going to, I'm going to post all the lists for round one uh, over the course of this week. I'll definitely have them posted before round two for the team league. Um, but like a full half of the rebel lists had flamer RTs in them, <laughs> which, wow. yeah. So, I mean, we, you know, we haven't seen any in like any serious tournament up until this point. So, um, I, I guess everybody thought they would be cool. Um, I imagine there's a reason people are looking at armor. And I think that reason uh, starts with an S and ends with an R. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because they're you don't usually shoot RTs with your snipers, not generally. Although that guy got seriously lucky against you, it sounds like with those four crits. Well, and he didn't have any better targets. Um, uh, fair enough. In that instance, but um, yeah, I think it. I think it can be a good list, um, especially against the current like popular rebel lists. But it's it's much more difficult to make to. It's it's a much less reliable list against. Um, almost any empire list except for palpatine yeah unless you're not running impact grenades mm-hmm. and speaking of impact grenades my games against orchimedes are why I, I run impact grenades in my list now yeah. because i know that i need something extra i can't just rely on luke to deal with the rts i i will say so i lost my game too i'm playing palpatine this was my first palpatine game um it was rough I had three DLTs for impact and that was it. 
and I also played against Flamer RTs, and boy, do I think frag grenades are bad. Um, I we, we um, reversed ourselves from the other week the other week where we talked about them. Yeah, I uh, you know it may it, it's possible that my uh, vision is being clouded in in my loss uh, against the Flamer RT list, but I think that you're not giving up a ton with your snowtroopers to just take impacts instead of frags and you have so much more versatility. If my snowtroopers had impact grenades in, in my game this week, it would I would have just wrecked the RTs that were on the board. Instead, my snowtroopers got eaten alive by flamethrowers. And uh, it, it was rough without and I didn't have Vader either, so um, there was no lightsaber to make up the difference. Uh, you, yeah, I mean, you're you're a Vader player, so you're used to just like not even worrying about RTs. You just kind of delete them and move on. Yeah, and I and I was I was like I played the game the opening turn that way, and at the beginning of turn two, I was just like, hmm, those ATRTs are really close to me, and I'm realizing I really don't have a way to solve this. Uh, I, for a while, I was kind of contemplating just uh, using Palpatine's one pip to try and shred the RTs, but. I decided against it, and uh, I think I, I, there was a lot of things that I could have done better in that game because Palpatine's slow ass mofo. Um, but impact grenades, I think, universally it, on snowtroopers at least, are you need to be taking them over frags. Frags are not the end all be all that we thought they were. They're yeah, exceptionally they... good on snows. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Please. I know, go ahead. Okay, so um I, I think they're just they have this like very sweet niche on, on the snows. Um, first of all, like grenades in general, right? For the obvious reason, which is steady. But you've already got a, a tool to use against infantry. You don't need crits. You have your the cover's already broken because of the flame trooper. So you need the hits, right? So you're like, okay, well, I'll take frags and I'll just, you know, have seven out of eight. But, you know, you have blast, take care of heavy cover for regular infantry, blast and spray, and then you get the, you know, five impact or so on a unit with search to hit. So your your black dice are better than average. And if you didn't need to, if you, if you didn't need to move twice, you get an aim token. So and you're running like, you know, five dudes, possibly six dudes. If you're taking the extra troopers, that's like impact six off a of steady, which is insanely good. So, you know, they have this really sweet little niche, and you don't, I don't think you really need the the crit element of frag grenades. No, I mean, the crit element of frag grenades is like fine and nice. It, um, it you can like make it so that somebody like can't esteem the stuff off, or it gets through dodge tokens, right? But, it's kind of the amount of dice you're generally rolling with snowtroopers makes crits kind of, I don't know, just not helpful. And and frankly, you know, you lose what uh, one in four chance of a hit downgrading from red to black. Um, yes. Per die, and the gaining impact five is well worth that. I think. Yeah, I mean, it, like if you're using frags, upgrading from impact, 
when you're attacking your ideal target, which is a trooper unit, you're kind of just going from kill to overkill. Like, do you really need those red dice instead of black dice when you're rolling like 10 dice against a trooper unit? I think the answer is no, probably, especially against a rebel trooper unit. You've taken away their cover. Maybe they have a dodge token they can use against you, but you're still going to roll some you know huge number of hits because the flamer against the five man unit plus the rest of the five man squad on your end is you know 10 black it's as good as the flame rt yeah uh, and we know how good flame rts are against rebels yeah yep um you know it's kind of the snowtroopers are um essentially the imperial equivalent and i think uh you, ju you just want to be flexible with them the frags are nice but they're not good enough Anyways, that's kind of my my rant about my game. You know, I I also Palpatine's going to be a lot harder to use. Than I think I thought I thought he was going to be. Um, I really underestimated a the lack of relentless and b because he doesn't have relentless how much he can't move. Um, and yeah, because if if you're if you're pulling strings every turn, he's only moving four inches a turn. Assuming that like terrain and like other models don't get in the way, you really got to make a hole for him. Which I like, I messed up some like placement and stuff, which made it so that I had to kind of suboptimally place him in places where it would make it harder to to get to him. Uh, it just, generally speaking, was was kind of a pain. Um, so I uh, I learned a lot, which is great. Um, you know, I'm probably gonna give help a few more tries before I roll back down to Vader Town. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, main takeaway is our palp, palp's really slow. you got to plan for that. And you really need to make sure you're taking impact grenades on your snowtroopers. Well, briefly, and to your credit as well, i got to say your pull the strings. The, the guard were, like, deleting squads of rebel troopers. It was pretty fun to see them do that, actually. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I I am very much in the Imperial Royal Guard a really good vote. I know that like some people are pretty conflicted about that. Um, they're exceptionally good with pull the strings, undoubtedly. Uh, I, I essentially deleted two Rebel Trooper units with between uh, one IRG squad and half of Palpatine's activation, um, which was sick, you know. Uh, yeah, they bring justice to all those criminals. Exactly. It was it was really fun watching them beat down all those rebel troopers in the center there. I I almost wish I had a second squad, um, just so that I could have like done it again on the like kept like hit him twice with with the one squad I sent in and then like had another squad that was on the way in as that squad was getting like shot at and stuff. But um, that also might have been overkill. But it it feels like it could be good. I feel like too. Um... You know, you just had the short end of the stick on the on the board edge as far as Palp is concerned. Yeah. Like the That was my fault. It's kinda no, hard to I was blue player. I picked the deployment. You know. Um, yeah, but it, it does go to show that, you know, picking a, the side is, is really pretty important on an asymmetrical map. Because um, it, it just kinda blocked it was intercept and it just kinda like there was a big terrain piece on your side that just kinda blocked Palp from being able to access the middle and make a difference there. Yeah, and really that was me getting out of uh, the mindset that I normally play in. You know, I, I've played probably 95% of my games playing 
Vader as a commander. And Vader really likes being behind buildings and cover and stuff as he's advancing. And uh, Palp doesn't, I think, to some extent. He, he just needs kind of like a clear path to wherever he needs to go. Yeah, and he's got a steam leader, so it's it's not as big of a deal if he if he takes some hits on the way in. Yeah, between a steam leader and guardian too, right? Like that's going to be a lot of damage resistance or just the ability to shunt wounds, even if his save does fail. Yeah, I mean, I um, probably definitely took a couple shots. Um, before he before like turn four, but I was literally able to guardian all of them away. Um, so it was kind of like not a big deal. Given to your anger is really good. It is. Yeah, it, it is. is so good. The turn that he like was trying to set up a flamer shot, like would have been good had I not had frag grenades. But um, I was able to like give into your anger Leia instead of letting him go first with uh, his flamer, and it kind of gave me some flexibility to. Uh, essentially manage the board. I, I think that um, it, you can't just like use it and expect it to win you the game because the rest of your list kind of like whatever action you're getting to go first with essentially out of it needs to really make up for the fact that you're taking away their first action for it to be effective. Um, it Mine didn't because I had frag grenades, but uh, had I had impact grenades right there, I think his flamers were essentially just junk at that point. <laughs> they would have just been roasted. Yeah, you would have definitely deleted one of them. Yeah, if I not, agree. If not both of them. But how'd your game go? One Endless? final note. I'll, I'll talk about that, but I just want to say one final note is for people who are, who are rebels and are going to look at Wookiees, please don't overlook Wookiee shooting ever. Please don't do that. And especially when you are staring at a giant mob of Imperials. Don't don't go in there. Resist the urge to charge, please. Yeah, he yeah. It was it was a crazy roll, um, where he uh, he uh, he shot your snows with the Wookies, and he got seven hits on eight dice without a name yeah. token, and then deleted five of them. Yeah, I was I was not because the save was like tits up. <laughs> I mean, I chose not to be tilted right there. I was just like, oh, well. Yeah. You know, but so so don't overlook yeah. wookie shooting ever, rebel players, because that's pretty darn sweet. Yeah, and that's definitely above average, but average is four point two five hits. Yeah, on the wookie shooting, so that's with Pierce one, that's pretty darn good. Yeah, you're gonna kill something. So I'll talk about my game a little bit. Um, so I got a flamer matchup as well, but it was a Luke flamer, which is sort of a sigh of relief to me, just because um. Uh, Luke Flamers are slower than Han Flamers for obvious reasons. They don't have uplinks with Sorry About the Mess. And I also had a bit of an advantage with the map. We were playing on uh, Vader's Landing, which is this uh, large shuttle bay uh, in the center of the map on top of a plateau with multiple lava rivers that kind of quarter the map. And the lava rivers are supposed to be difficult terrain, although we've realized that about you know halfway through round one, and we just decided just to play them as open, mutually agreed, you know, playing it as open. So, because we, we had already made some moves um, across them. And so we decided just to play it that way. Anyhow, um, I guess I kind of got lucky in the sense that his flame RTs didn't fall out terribly quickly. And so I got into a good position where I kind of made a gun line with all my Z6 units. It was Vaporators, just for the record. 
Um, and so his Flame RTs approached the nearest evaporator that he could uh, target quickly. And um, they kind of just got bogged down in their approach. And they were never able to actually get a flame shot off between Luke uh, killing them and the Z6 rolling crits. And then I had at least one good impact grenade shot where I think I got five hits converting into five crits. And that uh, sealed the fate of one of those ATRT pretty quickly. I did end up having to use Son of Skywalker early to kill off a full health one that was threatening to flamer me immediately. Um, so I, I didn't have that for the Luke versus Luke duel, but thankfully our Lukes actually never met during the course of the match. Um, in the middle, he said set up his evaporator on top of the main plateau, and I ran my fleet troopers. I bring a six-man squad of fleets in my, in my Wonder Twins list as well as a squad of Hunter Commandos generally. Um, so I ran my six-man fleet and my commandos uh, up there, and did a standby move, and he couldn't actually approach his his own evaporator to repair it, or not repair it. Um, he was blue actually, so he couldn't approach his own evaporator. Is the is the point? So that was pretty cool. Um, I did some some funny stuff with No Time for Sorrows, where I bumped my fleets forward and got a shot on one of his squads and killed like four members out of it before even taking a hit myself. Basically, you do like no time. You bump up with the speed one move. You take your shot, and then you run away behind cover or behind a line of sight blocker as fast as you can. So nice. So that was a pretty good trade off. Um, and eventually, Luke did come to the middle. Um, Luke son of Skywalkered, but he didn't have any any really good targets to son of Skywalker. Um, but apparently, my opponent didn't realize at first that he could switch weapons in the middle. So you can actually swing your saber at something and then switch to your pistol to son of skywalker so i advised him of that possibility and um i think if he'd realized that earlier he wouldn't have even tried to swing with his melee weapon it was kind of a situation where there was a fleet trooper squad with like two like one or two guys directly in front of his luke and a four-man commando squad standing behind them and i was thinking okay well he's going to son a skywalker here and he's going to double pistol my commandos because he can't get in he can't get in for the charge but uh, um I realized halfway through that actually that was the wrong play because if he pistols one time into my commandos, they'll get heavy cover, which means that they um, are going to negate any second pistol shot. So he he did it correctly and I, I did it wrong, but it would have been better, I think, for him to have done something different and not played Son of Skywalker there. But I think he felt like he had no choice because at that point, the game was definitely slipping away. All of his flame RTs had been destroyed. Um, a number of his trooper squads had taken serious casualties from my snipers and from my fleet troopers. And Luke was on like two wounds or something. It was, it wasn't looking good for his Luke. And eventually his Luke died to my hunter commandos, which was half the reason I brought them. But, uh, yeah, that ended up winning that one pretty handily. We went all the way to turn six and it ended in a tabling for him. So I was happy to, to bring that win home for my team. Thanks, man. It's the well, only one we had. I'm glad one of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it was fun. Um, I like playing on stream too. Like I usually when I play in these leagues, I stream myself and uh, stream my game audio. And every so often, I'll talk to stream sometimes without my opponent being able to hear me, just to share what I'm thinking about or possibilities that happen. But of course, that makes me vulnerable because if people um uh, if people are listening in my chat. <laughs> Uh, sometimes that's not good. Anyway. So awesome. Uh, so I guess let's talk about our next topic. Uh, 
I went to PAX Unplugged a couple weekends ago. Um, that was fun. I uh, got to meet our uh, our producer, Jay. Uh, you guys um, might know him better as the Fifth Trooper. Um, and it was, it was fun. It was a good time. Um, but there's some things I wanted to talk about. Uh, Orc, I know that you had, I think you pulled out the winning lists from Gordon and Matt. Yeah, so um, the winning list was uh, Matthew Kish. Um, Matt was also at Nova, and in fact, he went undefeated on day three of Nova with a Vader Veers list. So for uh, for Pax, he just added Baba to that, and he's got three Imperial characters, which is strikes me as very risky because there's so little meat on the table, but obviously he did a, a good job of making it work. Um, his full list was uh, Vader, Veers, Bubba, three DLT Stormtroopers, two Snipers, and one E-Web. So that is nine activations, which is not terrible. But with only three DLT Storms, that's your that's your minimum core. Um, I feel like you could run into some activation control issues, but obviously um, he made it work. So yeah, uh, it, it feels really ambitious. Frankly. It does. Um, uh, did you get to see him play at all? I, I don't think so. He, um, the other question I had for him too was like, which command cards did you use? Because that, you've got nine to choose from for that situation. So, um, he said he used both Bubba and Vader's one pips. So implacable and whipcord push, I guess for maximum activation control and the Bubba's flamethrower with the two pips and then, um, Imperial discipline and master evil for the three pips. So it looks like he cut Rocket, um, both named two pips except for the flamethrower, and then uh, maximum firepower. That's interesting. I, uh, I'm i not sure that I would cut new ways to motivate them, but I guess the only good target in the list for it is Boba. Yeah, and he, like you don't, I mean, you know, Boba depends so much on that save. Putting yeah. free wounds on him is not the best idea, especially because you can't use it. Obviously, on a turn when he's doing a one of his weapons. No, but so. it's it's amazing on recover the supplies. Oh yeah, yeah, no question. Um, being able to like Boba move, touch the box, pick up the box, and then move away at speed three with jump two is it's pretty good. Yeah, it turns it into the old key positions basically. Yeah, except you except your key position is Boba Fett and he's moving around. <laughs> And and he's jumping on top or behind a train. It's just, yeah, it's sort of silly. Um, but that's that's kind of like my only argument for new ways to motivate them. Uh, and, and I think the addition of Veers and no snow troopers is probably enough to warrant maybe dropping it. Um, I don't know. The thing is, the thing I like about new ways is like you can just choose not to use it, right? Yeah, so I th- I think like um, you know it's two troopers and obviously he doesn't have anything but two troopers in this list, so it doesn't. Maybe he's worried about Vader dying and then he doesn't have access to that anymore late game. That would be the reason I think to take push. No, no doubt. Um... I don't know if I mean like you said it's a very ambitious list. Obviously he he played it well, but um, I'm not entirely sure what the purpose of is in this list of fears except to hand out aim tokens, because you're only using Imperial Discipline, and there's no uplinks or anything in this list to refresh with it. So, 
Yeah, the other thing is that Boba gets out of range of Veer's handing out aim tokens pretty quickly. Um, and Yeah, and you know, he's got two snipers and three DLTs. Yeah. To hand aim tokens to, but... He didn't take Boba with any upgrades, did he? Uh, it, he didn't text me like a you know TCA oh, like a link so I have the full thing, but um, oh, okay, at least not based I, on what he sent me. I figure he wouldn't take upgrades because he's so point starved. You know, maybe he just put Boba in there with no upgrades, and uh, but I mean, it just seems so like I don't know. He seems so split. You know what I mean? Like he's got so many points wrapped up in the characters, and then. I mean, I guess if, if you don't go for Vader, you know, he'll wreck you. But if you don't pay attention to Boba, he'll wreck you. So, I mean, it's like two kind of obvious threats, but they both seem like really vulnerable. Well, so hear me out on this, because I think that sure. lists like this get a worse rap than they should. But like Veers and to some extent, well, Veers and Leia, frankly, are pretty much equivalent to a like DLT unit in a lot of respects or a Z6 unit like that's I, I feel like they're kind of interchangeable with a core unit slot in that you can just kind of slide Veers or Leia in instead of a trooper and it's about the same points and it's about the same effect on the battlefield maybe more because of the command cards I think in this list specifically Veers brings a lot less to the table than Leia does um but I think overall, like, Beers has Pierce. Beers, you know, still has uh, three white dice that surge to crits at range three. Like, you get one shot through cover because you roll the crit and you just take a guy off the table. You know, um, his gun's not as good as a DLT Storm, but he's also got Inspire and he's also handing out aim tokens. Like, I think there is a case to be made. It, not only that, but he's got just as many effective wounds as a DLT Storm unit. Yep, that's very true. You know, it's it's not like you're losing, um, you're not losing effective health out of your list. If they're shooting at Veers, he's if anything more robust than a normal unit of troopers because his damage is not degrading over time until you do the last point of damage. Um, I think character lists in general have that going for them. Yeah, that's that's for sure true. It just it feels to me like you just don't have enough models on the table, but uh, obviously I haven't faced him, so. I mean, your core units in that situation are just absolutely precious. I guess I guess my question would be, if this was if this list was Vader, five DLT stormtroopers, two snipers, and one Eweb, how would you feel about it? Um. Well, that's so. Baba and Veers is what. Um, two hundred. I, I like points. like let's throw the points out the window. I'm just I'm just asking if this list was Vader, five DLT storms, two snipers, and one Eweb. How would you feel about the list? I'd feel better about it, but you still have like after that, you still have like another hundred points to spend. Totally. So if you feel better about it than this list, Boba's actually more has more effective health than a DLT storm unit, and Veers has the same, and both of them are not you're not like they do all the same things they only count as one unit for objective scoring they none of their damage degrades they don't get suppressed as easily so you're not losing as many actions i i think that 
a lot of these lists where, oh man, they didn't take five core units, and there's still a bunch of troopers that count as unit leaders, but have a ton of health, uh, are a little bit misleading in that, you know, if you think of like a like a DLT storm unit as one as the unit leader with five health and four white dice and two red dice, because that's kind of what it is in that, um, like the number of models doesn't really matter. It's the number of units and the health that the units have. The mono models are just kind of like on the table is, I don't know, like wrapping paper. Yeah. I mean, they give you some cohesion shenanigans for cover and stuff like that, but I think it's, it's not really Vader, five DLTs, two snipers and an E-Web. It's Vader, five DLTs, two snipers and E-Web and a unit of Royal Guard. Sure. If you're talking about points. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I was just attempting to make a point. Yeah, I, I get it, and that's um, you know, that's actually in our Kingsley interview when he was looking at like his season one list. Basically, he was like, "Well, I've been running Luke and a bunch of Z sixes, but why don't I just take one of the Z sixes and replace it with Leia because she's got the same health and she has more effects that do interesting things." So, um, I, I definitely see the point that you're trying to make. Yeah, there's definitely an exchange rate that exists there. Um, I, I just, you know, I'm on, I'm on the five DLT side of that exchange rate. When I build my list, I really don't want to invest too much in characters. Um, so the Says other the guy that plays a super friends list. Right. Sorry, yeah, I know. Right? There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. There it is. There it is. Uh, for those that don't know, by the way, super friends is Chewie, Leia, and Han. Yeah, that's like 360 uh, points of heroes. Something yeah. insane. Um, so the other undefeated list was Gordon Chase. Um, our buddy Gordon Chase. He lives in Northern Virginia. Um, Gordon was the uh, the day one winner also at Nova. Um, he went 4-0 on the first day at Nova. So um, at PAX, he was running Han and Luke, um, a rotary ATRT, two snipers, three Z6s, one naked rebel trooper squad, one fleet with scatter, and one naked fleet. A naked fleet. Yeah, I've actually... So, um, I think overall his, his list is pretty good. I think the naked fleet is sort of suspect. I've been seeing a lot of people run it, though. Yeah, I think the argument... And he actually had a naked fleet also in his winning Nova list. Um, the argument is that usually you're just capping objectives with those guys anyway. But if something gets close to, to you, it's only four more points than a naked rebel trooper squad and you have 50% more firepower. You get a lot more damage potential. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can buy that. Um, I don't, I don't play I think, rebels enough, but I just like, man, being able to recycle dodge tokens just seems really powerful. Yeah, I, you know, I think I personally still prefer the rebel trooper, uh, but I can see the argument for it for sure. Whenever I hear forty-four points, I think sniper strike team. That's what I think when I hear that number. Yeah, and he does have two snipers in here. Um, I think three snipers can be too much for rebels. I think I think Empire can pull off three snipers, but when I when I've played with three snipers, I've had like trouble finding good, safe, advantageous spots for all three of them. I, I agree with you. I think two is actually the sweet spot for rebels. Um, but still, though, forty points in a four point bid seems appropriate, or a three point upgrade somewhere else in your list. I, I don't know. I guess it depends on what what the demands of the rest of the list are. Yeah. 
I will I will say that um, I've watched Gordon play this list, um, at, not at PAX, but he played it also at that same Hazard tourney that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he does he he pilots it like a champ. So I mean, um, it's eleven activations with Han and Luke. Yeah, yeah it's, that's pretty good achievement, right? Like, yeah, that's they, a lot of a lot of activations. Yeah, I mean those two delete trooper units like nobody's business. Um, it's we easy think to the archetype. On, but... We think the archetype name for that list is Flyboys. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah, somebody on the Discord came up with that one. Yeah, Flyboys, and then Wonder Twins is Luke and Leia, and then Scoundrels, I guess, would be Han and Shuri. I don't know. We'll think about it. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because the. Leia gives you a lot of like defensive tools, and obviously coordinated bombardment is amazing. But Luke does—I'm sorry, Han does a lot for Luke, especially with some of the new Empire counters coming out, like Whipcord and Alp helps um, given to your anger. Those 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 cards are both hard counters to Luke, but Han can kind of mess that up with change of plans if you play it in a timely fashion. Yeah. So. And change plans is I just so good. Like you like you don't get to give in to your anger, and I still get to send a Skywalker. Have fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I, I actually I, I want to test this combination a little bit myself. Um, I'm so comfortable with the Wonder Twins, but I feel like I've been playing Han more, and I like him just as a commander and as a model. His his cards are so good, and if he gets if he gets in in the action, he can start tearing up trooper units with Gunslinger. So, um. I might I might think about doing some testing, you know, like with what what Gordon's been doing here. Leave uh, leave one of the Skywalker twins behind and see if uh, Flyboys works for me. Yeah, when I think about it, it's sort of like when I take Luke in a list, I'm really reticent to replace any of his cards, and when I take Han in a list, I'm really reticent to replace any of his cards. So it's kind of like that that um that commercial. Why not both? You know. <laughs> We're just gonna put both in a list and see if it see if it works. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I find sorry about the mess to be pretty underwhelming most of the time, unless you're running flamers with HQ uplinks. If if you're running like uplink shenanigans, whatever. But if it, if it's just like generic, sorry about the mess. I've been pretty unimpressed with it. It's certainly his least disruptive command card, and it works so well though with um. I guess you don't even need no time for sorrows, but you can pull some crazy last first shenanigans with no time for sorrows with that card. Like you no time yourself, shoot, run away, and then you know you can do all kinds of crazy stuff. Move up again, shoot, and then play sorry and shoot and run again. So you get like two last first. That's like you know over the course of those those two attacking turns, you're you're shooting you know four piercing shots with pierce two each. So it's crazy good. Yeah, so and it's, you, you lose that without Leia is, I guess, the point. Yeah. Although you can use Sorry About the Mess without uplink on like a fleet trooper squad. If if you've got a good token mix. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you give your order to Han and then you pull from the bag and you've got a pretty good chance of pulling a, a core unit. I think if, if that's what you're trying to do, you probably want to make sure you've got improvised, improvised orders. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think improvised orders is a great... Um, is a great add for this build specifically for that. Was he running RTs? I yeah. can't remember what you said. He had one Sorry. RT with a rotary cannon. With a rotary cannon? Yeah. Okay, so just like a single. 
Yeah, which uh, that's pretty good. Which I think it's fine. Um, I think it, it's it's sort of tempting to I think run like a flamer with an uplink, um, but I'm not sure like one is good enough. I like the rotary though. It's medium range firepower. Surges crit performs pretty decently. It's armored, so it's pretty flexible. Rotaries are so flexible. Yeah, I mean, I think rotaries are poised to make a comeback with the amount of impact that's kind of leaving the meta. Yeah, and I think if you run in flamers, it's three or nothing, personally. Definitely. All right, should we move on to the more unpleasant topic? Yeah. Uh, um, so I want to preface this with PAX was fun. Everybody was great. Um, but there were some issues. Um, we, uh, we had pretty low attendance turnout. Um, I think that that was probably due to the fact that there was no entry fee for the tournament so a bunch of people signed up and then i think when they got to pax they're like oh man look at all this other cool stuff i can do and decided to go play other games is my hunch i have no idea what ended up happening to them but i think we had 30 some odd people signed up for the tournament and like 16 people showed um so that was kind of disappointing uh the next two things, though, that we got to talk about, I think, as a community, are um, so there was some missing terrain pieces that essentially skedaddled in the middle of the tournament. It's very possible it wasn't somebody playing. Um, it's also possible it was. Who knows? Uh, nobody saw anybody take them, but um, like a foot and a half long terrain piece got taken. Um, and just disappeared between rounds two and three. The other thing is that um, there were some issues with cheating coming up and people intentionally misleading people on rules and things of that nature, and it kind of became a problem. Yeah, so there were some fairly credible allegations of rules bullying and um, just like straight up, you know, more obvious cheating, like removing too many suppression tokens between rounds, stuff like that. Um, I talked to several people that, that played against um, the individual in question, and their experience was the same. So, um, I, Seriously, people, like, I, I know that So, nearly everybody that I've played and interacted with in this community is great. I will definitely say that um, this experience is the exception in legion rather than the rule um and i think maybe you'd run it into it in some other games like 40k more frequently um so i think it's i think it's good that it was so shocking in this instance because of how rare it is in the legion community um but i also want to say like we do not have the legion community is not huge right like it's the same people going to these events so um if you're doing something, sort of, th there are two categories of, of things that were basically being done. The, the first is kind of general douchiness, um, you know, never being uh, reasonable with cover, things like that. Um, there were things that would appear to be incompetence, uh, like not knowing rules when they're always in your favor, um, that turn into something much more sinister when you uh, realize that 
you know, the same rules are being contested and looked up in consecutive games. Um, and that there's, you know, obviously no way that this person would have done it wrong multiple times in multiple different games and then made a big stink about looking it up each time. Um, so it's, you know, and then like, like I mentioned earlier, just, um, removing too many suppression tokens between rounds, um, not using the movement tool and moving, uh, things like that. So moving too far, um, these things are just not acceptable. I, I know that most people don't do these things, so we're probably preaching to the choir, but, um, like I said, it's, it's not a huge community. Um, your reputation is going to follow you from one event to the next. And if you're one of these people that uh, thinks that you can pull one over on a new player and bully them into um, interpreting a rule in a way that favors you, um, you're not flying under the radar, I assure you. So, My uh, my icon for Notorious Scoundrels is Boba Fett. I have no problem collecting bounties. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have anything further to say on this topic? I I wasn't there, but it shocks me just to hear that, that that's a thing that's happening. I mean, our community is, I mean, we're above this. There's no need for any of this. Yeah. And like I said, this is, this is clearly an exception and I think it's good that, that, that it's an exception, but you know, hopefully we make it through LVO and we don't have to talk about this sort of thing at all. So I would love that to be true. Yeah. I mean, I, I think mainly people need to be aware of it. People need to be vigilant about it just in the sense that we're playing a tournament. If you see, like, I don't like to see something, say something motto, but like, if you see somebody that is clearly, you know, doing something incorrectly, like, you should get a judge. You should get the TO. Don't step in yourself, but, you know, um, I, I uh, taking the stance from, like, how we used to, like, operate at Magic tournaments and stuff, um, if you're not part of the game, you shouldn't say anything to the players, but go get a judge if you see something that is clearly wrong. Let them know what you saw, and they'll deal with it. Um, and just from a, like as a practical matter, the best way to protect yourself against this sort of thing is to know the rules, as, which you should do anyway, just so that you're playing fast and um, you know, you're, you're playing the game like you should. But that's also the best way to protect you against these sorts of shenanigans is just to make sure you know the rules. So when the other guy says, Hey, it's this way instead, you know, my guy gets, um, two cover cause he has two suppression tokens on him. You can say, no, that's not right. It's he gets light cover cause he has a suppression token. Um, so, um, that's the best way to protect yourself. And, um, I will say too, um, it didn't work. This guy did not win. So we're not, we're not talking about, um, you know, either of the, the two undefeated players. Um, yeah. So at least it didn't work, but uh, I'm sure he created some very frustrating experiences for everybody that he played. So, like Endless said, we're we're above this. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, knowledge is power. Like Orca saying, know your rules inside and out. And um, if you when in doubt, call a judge. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But seriously, I'm not going to listen to Vader if he tells me not to disintegrate. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a uh, look. I mean, I, I'm one of the judges at LVO, um, and uh, I will be very closely watching for this sort of thing. So, I think I think we can say no more. Yeah, I mean, I think that's yep. the best I can I do without being yeah. super toxic. So let's move on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's not <laughs> let's not go down that road. <laughs> um, cool. So other than that, I think, you know, the, the people that I met at PAX were great. You know, um, I really enjoyed meeting everybody from the community. Um, so thank you guys for that experience. Um, and hopefully, I think we'll, the three of us will get to see most, a lot of people at LVO at least. So that'll be fun. Yeah, we'll all be there. So you can come meet us and say hi and we'll have our shirts on. Yeah. Uh, well, I will, I will have a Rebel Officer outfit on. Uh, you yeah you because you you won't have a shirt you're you're gonna be judging your staff. Yep, I will be a shirtless rebel officer. There we go. <laughs> it's it's Vegas, right? It is Vegas. Um, I think I would prefer that not to happen. But you... what about like with a with a jacket over it? But not zipped up, obviously. Um, <laughs> show off your pecs. There you go. You do you, man. Right. It's Vegas. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm no Kylo Ren, but <laughs> all right. That Kylo Ren, man, he's a wide boy. Oh boy! All, all right. right, continuing. Um, Chewbacca's cards got spoiled this week. Yeah, they did, man. So we got we got two new um two new cards. We got like it's called Brains and Brawn. It's a two pip. It's uh, the Leia and Chewie card, as we were. Uh, informed of in an earlier FFG article, all of Chewie's command cards are assisting one of the three uh, heroes in the game. Not that Chewie isn't a hero, mind you, but the uh, three commander level heroes, Han, Leia, and Luke. So the two pip goes with Leia and the one pip goes with Luke. So Brains of Brawn is the Leia card that lets you combine Chewbacca's ranged attack with Leia's ranged attack without a spending Chewbacca's activation, and uh, B he can only use it if Chewie has a line of sight and range on the target and is not otherwise engaged. But all the range stats from both weapons add together to create quite a big hit, uh, looking like two red, three black, two white, pierce two, shark two, surge crit. That's a whole lot of words and a whole lot of firepower for a single attack, and then Chewie can attack again immediately afterward, which is pretty sweet. And um, before we break the cards down, uh, we'll just talk about common cause as well. Um, it's a one pip, goes with Luke, uh, the most expensive combination here. Chewie and Luke, of course, is a, a cool 200-odd points, uh, plus almost 300 points even. Um, but uh, you can get a token at one pip on both Luke and Chewie, and if one activates, you can activate the other. doesn't matter which order you go in, but they get to activate twice in a row before anything else happens if you win the roll-off. So it's a pretty sweet card. And then, yeah. of course, we have Notorious Scoundrels, which, of course, we know about card recursion. You get one of Han's command cards back. It's the name of our show. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good, just like us. Yeah. Uh, I think... I mean, obviously, the text on all these cards are great. Um, it's going to be really tough, in my opinion. Like, if you're running a list with Chewie in it, are, are you running Chewie with just Luke or just Leia? Because if so, then you don't have any trouble including these cards. But 
personally, I don't, I don't know that those are optimal combinations. So, so I'm going to stop you right there. I, I think that if you're running Luke and you're running Chewy, I'm going to go back to the analogy I made uh, 30 minutes ago or whatever and say, just turn a rebel trooper squad into Leia. Yeah, I could see the argument for that. Um, I think I'm on the other side of the, you can have too many characters going, but it's so if, okay, so I, I guess my question is if you do that, which one pip are you replacing for common cause? And then are you replacing one of the two pips for brains and brawn? And if so, which one? So I think I would personally replace coordinated bombardment. Um, and and I definitely would replace my allies the force of think. Mm, I'm I'm of the other opinion. I think my allies the force is at least on the Luke's I run, I think my ally is pretty essential. You would rather have it than like if you're taking Brains and Brawn and X, you would rather have my ally than no time? I think so. I often oftentimes like the move from no time is I mean it's kind of just like an added bonus sometimes in the the way that I play. Like maybe I'm so far ahead or don't actually need the extra move. Um B and B though is it's got its limitations, man, and it can be taken away from you by a bad roll. And that's my big struggle with it. And you need Leia to be up in there, you know, up in your opponent's grill, which is, although she, she does a great damage on her own, um, you know, it's only range two and she's pretty fragile. So that's true. On the other side, it's a bomb attack. I mean, it's got like seven dice with surge, crit, and sharpshooter and pierce, which is insanely good. I, I think that it's better than Palpatine's lightning by one die. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's certainly um, a late game play. But I think that if you get it off, it can do some things that win you the game. I also think, so my argument for no time over ally is that I, this is just kind of a preference thing. I, I kind of prefer cards that break the game as opposed to doing things that are like fair. And no time like does things that you normally don't have options available to you for, right? You can like get three movements out of one squad or two movements and a shot or something like that. Whereas my ally is just like, here's a dodge token, which is good. Don't get me wrong. It just doesn't, there's nothing game breaking about a dodge token. It's, it's more so though, when you're putting them on, on loot. Sure. But yeah, I, I agree with that concept. I, I think my challenge would be if I ran uh, Luke, Leia, Chewie, I don't know that I'd want to replace any of those command cards with common cause or brains and brawn. And then, and then at that point, why are you taking Chewie? Agreed. Guardian three. Nah, I, I think if you're taking yeah. Chewie, you're using his command card. Like whatever command card yeah. goes with the commander you're using, you're, you're taking that command card. Yeah, I guess that's my point is I feel like there's a huge opportunity cost Unless, unless you're just running him solo with one of one of the other three rebel characters. Uh, no, yeah, we were no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, running him solo, right? <laughs> okay. Um, I guess we were talking earlier a little bit about how in your in your usual Luke Leia list you got about a hundred points or so after you after the core units where you can you know play around with with them and try to flavor your list a little bit. 
And I mean, yeah, you are giving up, you know, 100 and what, 114 for Chewy with just tenacity. Although you're probably running him with stims too. So it's really more like 120 points for Chewy. It's like, hey, that's a Han without upgrades. Or hey, that's, you know, a full, a fully tooled uh, batch of Wookiee Warriors for that kind of cost as well. I'm not going to go as far as to say I, I haven't played either Chewbacca or Wookiee Warriors enough to like boldly make this claim, but I think if you're not taking command cards with Chewie, think a full squad of Wookiee Warriors with the Bowcaster is almost objectively better. That's my debate. Yeah, I mean, it's they're tougher, they do more damage. Um, it's They don't have Guardian 3, so I guess it depends on how you want to use that Guardian 3. I will say, now having played Chewie, I really appreciated that, especially on fleets. Like, if you babysit a, a squad of fleets... Keeping a, a unit of fleets at full strength to throw those ten to twelve dice at a target when they get there is is pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that he's got a place in like escorting saboteur models up the board so that they can get into position. I think he, you know, anything that's range two that needs to get up in the opponent's grill to get there, I think that that's fine. I just I don't know. Do I? Do you really want to? So the other aspect of that is, do you really want to be guardian, guardianing with your um, model that is uh, like needs to be there so you can use the command card? Yeah, actually, I think so. The, the first game I used Chewie actually was our our team league game. Um, <laughs> look at us all trying new stuff in our in our first team league. I know, or for this money on the line. <laughs> Um, but uh, I think I went a little, little overzealous on the Guardian. Um, ultimately, why I lost was because he was able to hit Chewie on the last turn with a sniper and kill him. Um, and uh, I'd say probably half of his wounds were Guardianing stuff. Um, so it, it's you, you really have to balance it. It's it's I think it's worth it early if you can save some wounds off like a high impact trooper unit like fleets, but definitely don't go overboard either. Um, I think I went a little overboard, and ultimately it cost me the the points tie. A minor minor note to the whole, like you know, pulling it off a high high value trooper squad. You can also pull it off Luke, and that's especially good in Luke versus Luke situations where your opponent is deliberately trying to put wounds on Luke at range to weaken him, so that if if your Lukes ever meet, his Luke is going to beat yours. Um, Chewie can hopefully save you a little bit there. From a situation where you're just down on wounds before your Luke's ever make contact. Yeah, I so again I haven't played with Chewbacca a bunch. The fact that his save is just like a strict downgrade over whatever he's guarding and off of is a straight up feel bad for me. I, so with the Royal Guard, at least for the most part, you're like preserving the save at a minimum. Sometimes you're upgrading it. Um, the only the only case is like if you're Guardian off Palpatine, where you're downgrading the save. Yeah, but even then, it's just from a three up to a four up, which is not that right. Bad. Right, it's it's not that big a deal. But but like guarding your fifty percent save with Luke, now it turns into almost certainly a wound. I don't know. I feel like I I get the concept and I understand that the wounds on Luke are valuable. I just I. When you guardian, it's a wound. What eighty-seven point five percent of the time? 
Yeah, I mean, if if you if you eat a guardian three with Chewie, you're taking three yeah. wounds. Yeah, chances are. I mean, I think I think positionally, positionally, you have to get into a place where, you know, Chewie's going to cross the threshold of being enraged in range already of his of of a charge target, because like part of the thing that keeps him alive is the fact that he's able to just like weaken a unit significantly. Cause like a tenacity chewy throws five red dice in melee. Um, so if you can get him to start, you know, Island hopping between units, it's not like he's going to be invulnerable, but he could probably damage that unit to the point where you'd only take one wound in melee maybe. But I mean, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is you have to really take care and manage his health pool. Um, either by making sure he doesn't take damage early or by you know being willing to do the big guardian uh pull in a place where he can then make use of the fact that he's taken four wounds yeah it's definitely like an art and i, I will say I, I was impressed watching you do super friends in uh yeah. round robin and verita league because tons of people tried it and every single other person that i that i watched try um Leia Han Chewie got absolutely wrecked. So um it's not as easy it looks as it looks, people. <laughs> no, it is it is uh it's definitely a you know, you need you need to have some some facility with with Legion to to use it well. What what would you say the most important aspect uh, like how you play with Chewbacca is? Oh, just managing the health and just not overextending him. Like he seems like he's really good and like never leave the guy out of cover. Never go first with him if you can avoid it. I, you just have to protect his wounds until the time is right. Yeah, I guess, like, what, what exactly do you mean by managing his health? Well, like, okay, so... Uh, I guess when I say managing his health, it's sort of like, okay, is this really worth taking my enrage threshold? So, like, uh, you know, so let's say I got a rebel trooper unit being shot, or I got, like, a Leia being shot. Do I really want to guardian that on with Chewie, or do I want to just esteemed leader that? And so the answer is probably I'm going to esteem leader that because the saves are the same. And if I've got multiple trooper units around me, it's better that those trooper units take one one damage than Chewie take three. Just I mean, not just from a points per wound perspective, because those are less points per wound as well. But I mean, you, you save Chewie for the moment where it's like, okay, if I can guardian these three hits, you know, the majority of my unit will survive or... Leia will not be killed and then I get her command card next turn. You just have to have some very strong justifications for using Guardian. You can't just use it willy-nilly or like say, oh, I'm just going to take it all on Chewie. And then it's like, oh, whoops, I'm, you know, I'm at, you know, three wounds remaining. I don't have stems to give me the extra, extra leeway. There's nothing I can do. I can't get into charge range with anybody. If I peek my head out, I'm going to get my head taken off. And on top of that, I have a Boba bounty token on me. <laughs> so just to make matters worse, just just, just go full-blown worst-case scenario. But um, that's kind of what I'm referring to when I say managing his health. Okay. Yeah, and I guarantee you, by the way, if you're facing Boba, he's going to put that bounty on Chewie. Oh, hell yeah, he is. <laughs> it, seems, it seems like kind of a no-brainer, frankly. Yeah, for real. I, I will anyway, say I have... Man. Sorry, no, no, please. I'm sorry. Uh, I I did really enjoy running him with Han, just um just him and Han together. It's super it, thematic. It is very thematic, and and they do complement each other well. Um, you know, on the sorry about some about the mess turn, they both get a dot in a 
and a name. Yeah, that seems powerful. Um, you can, it is. You, you can you can keep Han alive longer. Um, I will say that. Um, it, I found it difficult to like find actions to just take dodges during the course of, you know, a regular game turn and like generate that extra free dodge just because both of them want to be pushing up. I think that's why Leia is good with them. Yeah, although she, you know, take cover is only range one, so she's got to be pushing up with them at the same time, and then you're that also means you're not giving dodges to rebel trooper units, which um, really need them. <laughs> sure. I mean, did like did you find endless when you were running super friends that you would give maybe like one dodge to Chewie or Han and then another dodge to something else? Uh, I was a big believer initially in the whole, I'm going to put two dodges on both these guys, and then I'm going to reckless diversion with Han and resist all the damage. But um, unfortunately, critical hits exist, and Pierce exists. So that strategy can be very easily destroyed by um, some good shooting and some you know, selective targeting from your opponent. But as time went on, eventually it was like, yeah, you know, the single dodge was worth it because it spawned another copy. But then I would put the other take cover dodge on some other unit that needed it. And and especially true for like Rebel Trooper units because you can do the the move shoot thing with them um, when they have their dodge token. And you can actually like be a little bit aggressive with your Rebel Troopers actually. And uh, not really worry about getting them all killed as long as they have heavy cover and a dodge token that way. And, uh, you know, Han only really needs the one dodge. Like, if you're going to get hit by something, you'll probably only get to spend the dodge one time anyway because everything else that's coming into you likely will be crits. Unless you've overextended yourself in some horrendous way, in which case it didn't even matter if you had the dodge because you were dead anyway. But anyway, that's kind of the, that's the, that's the long and the short of it, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see where um, I feel like Rebel list building has been sort of in a rut for a while. Um, I'm excited now that Chewie's out to see some people try some new combinations. Think, yeah, we've been in the Luke, we've been in the Wonder Twins rut for a long Only time. Only because you guys have decided to be. Oh, <laughs> come on, Luke's the best unit. Don't uh, no doubt, don't. <laughs> Luke is the best unit. Yeah. I I give you that. I don't disagree, but you're still choosing to use him. That's true. That's true. It's like I want to win games yeah, or something. You know. Cast <laughs> off the shackles of Skywalker. Right. Indeed, cast it off. Yeah. I'm having a hard time casting off those shackles of Skywalker. Just not the same one. Hey man, I played Han Leia. It's good. It's not the best, but it's good. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be excited to see what you guys end up playing for LVO. Obviously, we got yeah, a while. Yeah, me too. But... <laughs> I'm, I'm really search, I'm searching very very heavily for something good to play that is not um, old hat. I I kind of hope that Krennic is out by then. I don't think he's gonna be, but that would be a crazy release schedule. It would be, case. but it would be fantastic. We have one last. It would be fantastic. I was gonna mention that we have one last um, corner to round, and that's the specialist. Yeah, I mean, I'm um, excited for specialists generally, just because I'm hoping. Like, I think Vader is gonna become like a real, real like before. Like, he's kind of a joke to some degree, um, but I think once you toss 
Spirit Royal Guard, and then if the medics are actually effective, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, that's my number one issue, hopefully, is if the medics are ex too expensive to take, then they won't be, they'll be a non-factor. But if they're cheap, I, I can totally see people squeezing in a medic or two with a Palpatine list. Yeah, I, I think just to keep his Vader and Palp both are just like, bring on the medics, you know? They're desperate for yeah. medics. They um, need them. And uh, it's possible that with medics, you don't need Royal Guard, actually. But you probably want them anyways. I wonder... I wonder what the Weiss Astro, a Weiss ATSD with an Astromech standing behind it looks like, especially in a in a meta where armor is on its way out. What does that look like? I think that looks like the oh boy. armor is like doing that thing where it kind of opens the door and looks like it's on the way out, and then it just slams it. And it's like, hey guys, yeah. I'm here to stay. Is what? It... Yeah. And <laughs> jokes on you. I never yeah. left. I'm excited to see what they do for ATRTs. I do feel like, though, if it's not like, I guess we don't, it's probably going to be a trooper unit, so it might have trouble keeping up with the flamer variety. I think, I think the, if, yeah. Um, I mean, I think the specialists we have seen are, they're, they replace what the standard, like, Rebel Trooper, Stormtrooper, or whatever. Yeah, so they're going to be, you're going to be carting them around with, like, a Rebel Trooper yeah, squad. Yeah, so. I just, yeah, you don't want to be running behind your flamers, I think. But a rotary or laser cannon, I think, you know, sitting back there with a rebel trooper squad and like an astromech, as long as it's cheap, you know, seems good. Yeah, I guess it really all depends on, on the value of X, so to speak. Yeah, we also have to see what the uh, implications are. Um, just for the in terms of the cost of it. You know, like, are we going to, or sorry, the imp uh, sorry, I had two thoughts there. One, so one is it, you know, what does it cost, right? Can I actually take more than one of these without sacrificing too much elsewhere? And also the implications of um, model resurrection, because that's something we haven't had to deal with before. I'm, you know, because now timing is going to be critical. Because like, if I, I have to wait for their medic squad to go, otherwise that model might come back. Yeah, I, so I'm not uh, super thrilled about how that's written in the rules reference. Um, I, I don't like, I think we talked about this at some other point. I'm not sure if it was on cast or not, but like, I just, I don't want to have to track that. Yeah. I don't want to have to track it. It's, it seems, it seems like at least give us a token or something to track it with. I don't know. We've got a lot of tokens, but this feels like something that is token worthy to me. Um, Maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe specialists won't be legal for LVO. Maybe they'll come out in like late January, late enough that they don't become tournament legal, but I have my doubts. Yeah. They might come out on like the 20th or something and they'll totally be legal because it'll have been like two yeah. weeks. I'm just going to like drop my guys on some bucket of paint and bring them at that point. Yeah, just just, just uh, dunk them. Yeah. Um, cool. So I think that... Uh... That covers most of the stuff we we're going to talk about today. Um, yeah, we covered a lot of ground today. Yeah. That's nice. So, cool. I think uh, we had one more thing to talk about, but I think we're going to table it for next time. Um, that's some stuff going on with Fantasy Flight's organized play. Um, and tabling for next time, we might actually have some more information about it. Um, yeah, we got to do some research. So, 
I think that that's that's probably a, a good call. Anyways, so um, anybody got anything else to add before we wrap the show? Uh, keep watching out for more Yavin-based team league games. We're heading up on you know to the middle of uh, round one. There's been a lot of excitement and cool games on on Twitch. So twitch.tv slash Yavin-based. Come come watch and hang out. I'm gonna be pretty busy this week, but there's definitely a lot more to come. The the streams have been really fun to watch. There's actually been like quite a few games that have come right down to the last activation. Definitely. And it's not just me solo casting, like I get Orchimedes and Dashes on to talk to, so it's not uh it's not just one person that's like actually co casted. So we're trying to just, you know, up our up our game here on stream and just give you some you know, some more professional presentation and production. So not only that, but there's always like 20 people hanging out in chat like it's a party yeah so come hang out and talk it's a real party they're all people that enjoy legion are commenting on the game like it's a football game y'all get to bash people or celebrate with them in their victories rolling like five crits um you know it's it's a good time um come hang out yeah agony and ecstasy cool well, uh, I think that was a great show, guys. Uh, we're the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Dashes. I'm Archimedes. And I'm Endless. And I will find you. I have a bounty. Disintegrations are in the cards. <laughs> Join us next time for another edition of the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. This has been a Fifth Trooper production. <laughs>